With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hi there and welcome to everybody watching and tuning in live on the Wednesday warm-up on This Is Ibrooks. As always, I'm joined by two fantastic guests. Uh, firstly, a guy who I only seem, not only seem to be on, but always seem to be on uh, when there's a cup final uh, just round the corner. And that can never be a bad thing. Uh, Andrew Anderson, it's been a while, but how are you doing, my friend? Very well indeed. Looking forward to talking about said cup final. Um... <laughs> Call me a glory hunter all you want. It's just priorities, priorities, um, but it is good to be on the week of a, a cup final, of course. Listen, the way I look at it is we've we've been in plenty of cup finals uh, in the past few years, so that's the positive spin I'm putting on it, and then I'm I'm sticking to that. And uh, Kieran, a man, I don't know. I'm, I'm fearing we're going to get some uh, Willie Henderson comments again uh, after tonight's show. But uh, how are you doing, my friend? I'm all good, yeah, I'm all good. Um, hopefully be a Rangers dash in, my wife June Monday, so she may go into labour on while we're on air, so it might be an interesting show. <laughs> uh, that, that's fine, and, and the TII podcasters, we've all got um, names attached to minutes, so if, if it's on the, the, what is it, 14th minute, I'm sure I'm down for Alfredo on that one, Kieran. Oh, that would be brilliant. <laughs> Junior <laughs> Buffalo. Knee <laughs> <laughs> sliding before he can walk. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Listen, there's uh, plenty of stuff to get talking about, as always. Um, Danilo, uh, well, Danilo Clement confirmed today in his presser that Danilo will be out for several months, whatever that means. Um, we'll talk about uh, what the guys think, how, how we're going to replace that void. Do we fill that void? Um, a few couple of players that have been mentioned as well. Connor Barron, we'll get into him. Obviously, Sifuentes' red card, that appeal failed. Is it surprising? Not surprising. We'll get the guy's thoughts on that as well. Obviously, there was an interview that Fashion Sakala did today. That's made a lot of noise in social media. We'll see how uh, get the guy's thoughts on that and how poorly he seems to have been treated. And, of course, there's a pretty big, important game um, tomorrow night uh, against Real Betis, where Rangers have the opportunity to top and qualify to the next stage, but we're guaranteed Europe nonetheless. Um, Kieran, I'll begin with you. We'll just get straight into it. Uh, I cannot remember ever so many consecutive years where there's just been so many injuries to so many Rangers players. Danilo, just another one. It looked fairly innocuous in the Hearts game, didn't think anything of it. Uh, and I was a bit surprised when in the pre-match presser against Dundee that, that, that Clement came out and confirmed that he, he would be out for a while. Um, how big a blow uh, to Rangers' season is this? It's huge. It's absolutely massive. There's there's no if, buts or maybes about it. We were saying before that, I think we said on this podcast, that we were a Danilo injury away from a crisis. <laughs> and, and here we are, like it happened. And we knew it was just around the corner and has done okay at the weekend and when we say okay it's kind of like 
I, I don't want to swear, but it's better than bottom of the barrel. <laughs> so I'm not completely sold on him. But do you know what? I loved what Clement said after the game at the weekend, come out and said, this team's a team and they fight for each other and there's a unity in the dressing room. And it really reassured me that, do you know what? Maybe we are down on our luck a wee bit here, but we'll just all pull together and we'll move forward. But there's only so much that can do when it comes down to quality. I just don't know if Dessers can add that, but the silver lining is that hopefully Matondo can get up to speed pretty quickly and we start to see Sima through the middle and Matondo put on the left. I mean, although we are slim on numbers, Matondo, McCausland and Sima is a front line that I would really enjoy watching. There is a hell of a lot of pace and excitement in there and plenty of width, and I think that's what um, Clement likes. So although it's a major blow for... um, Danilo and for Rangers and for the fans, we can get by. Um, we've just we've got to go and spend in January now, and I know we'll get on to that. But yeah, I, th- yeah. I, I think that pushes the boat out a wee bit in that case. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, I like your positivity on that. It's um, as I've been a bit more doom and gloom. I think when I as soon as I saw that in the in the Dundee pre-match press conference, my, my head was in my hands. I just I couldn't believe it. it's all. It's like it's it's. If you couldn't laugh, it would be funny. Do you know what I mean? I but, feel like um, Alistair Johnson in that documentary in two thousand and twelve, and he said two words. First one, no. Yeah, 100%. And uh, Andy, a a similar question to you. I mean, I look at some of the Daniel stats. Um, I was quite surprised he'd played so many games for us, given that he did break his face in the first part of the season. Uh, 21 games, six goals, five assists. I know it's not the whole picture. He brings a lot more. His his link-up plays certainly better than and Dessers and, and, and maybe a couple other forwards that we have at the club, but just as a whole, how big a blow to this to the rest of the Rangers season is this? I'm in the same same boat as Kieran. Um it's, it's obviously a blow. It's obviously a blow. Um Clement is obviously not a silly man. He's a, a, a good manager. He's came in, he's steadied the ship. Twelve or thirteen games it is now, unbeaten. He's got the best out of a a squad that was toiling, for want of a better expression, really, really toiling. So to lose Danilo, our only viable option, I believe, and I think he believes as well, that could win Rangers an SPL title. I don't yeah. think Dessers, Lammers or Roof, I mean, Roof's about as reliable as I am for a Wednesday night. So that's no, <laughs> that's no, um, that's never going to happen. So I'm going to put a bit of a positive spin on it as well, similar to Kieran. I think it's not a good thing he's injured, but it kind of forces us now. We have to address the, the problem. The front line of Sima, Matondo and McCausland excites me as well. Yeah. One of them breaks down, there it is, disaster zone. It is disaster zone. As it stands now, Danilo is out for several months, which to my mind means the summer. I think we're not going to get much change out for the rest of this season, in my opinion. So we must act in January. We must do it. He knows, I'm sure Clement knows, that Dessers, Lammers and Roof as a viable number nine from now till May, will not win the league. It will not win the league. It's as simple as that. So we must go and we must spend. It's as simple as that. Whether we have to move any of them on, whether we have to go on loan, we don't know. We'll look at that in January. But as it stands right now, Daniel will be out. Massive blow. Of course it is. But we must now act. And if we, for example, say he was going to be back February, would we be tempted to limp through until February and see how it goes? And then if it was put back to March, then it's a disaster. We must act now. It's several months, early in January. We don't have a game from the 2nd till the 20th. I think the 20th is a cup game against Dumbarton at Dumbarton. So we have a, a good bit of time there in that January break to address this problem and fix it. So, yes, it's a blow, but it could also help. Yeah, I think that's that's fair. Look, I'll, I'll stick with you, Andy. The, the way I see it, you've, you've already touched on sort of one of the options there. It's... We've got we've got a few options. Do we do we stick with the guys that that we've currently got? And obviously, you, the answer for you is no. And I am in a, in a similar camp to that. I'm going. This is where I start dropping the names. Um, one I think's a bit of a no brainer for me. Uh, Shankland, I would be throwing money at Hearts to, to to bring him in. To be quite honest with you, the next one is a bit more interesting. And RFC seventy twos uh, mentioned in the comments says knowing our board, it's definitely the Buffalo coming back for six months. Um, so uh, yeah, obviously we know that he he's. Uh, I'm sure we saw the videos online of Santos getting relegated in the the Brazilian um, league, but that was absolutely mental. He's a free agent, or the other option is is 
do we look further afield? Where do you sit on all that, Andy? Would you be happy with Morelos coming back? Would you rather a Shankland coming in? Where do you sit at all? If you would offer me the two head head and advice, it would be Shankland all day long. I'm not in favour of bringing Alfredo Morelos back. I just don't think it's a, a viable option. Probably one that will be and perhaps should be explored to a very short extent. Um, but I'm with you. Phone hearts up. How much do you want? <laughs> I know you hear it. You see it on Twitter or X or whatever you call it. Now you see it all the time. He's going to cost money. Of course, he's going to cost money. I think he's got 18 months left in his contract, so he is going to. He's going to cost money, and he's a proven goal scorer in the SPL. It's as simple as that. So he's going to cost money. So see, if you value him, at, I don't know, 1.52 million, and you need to pay three. See if it, see if it helps us win the league or pay six. It doesn't matter, you know. It doesn't really matter. I think it's a. He's a proven goal scorer. He will come to Rangers and he will score goals. Um, so I, I'm with you. Phone hearts up. Name your price and he'll, he'll want to come. He will want to come to be Rangers number nine. I'm, I'm sure he's dreamt of it. So um, I, I'm well in that camp. I've also thought about Miofsky. I don't know so much about him. I think he would do a job. I think he would do an absolute job. But again, heading advice, I would still pick Shankland. But to your roundabout question there, if it was <laughs> Pedro Morelos back, I think it would be a resounding no from me. Love him, absolutely love him. 78 or 80 goals or something, um, or 150 odd games. Carried us through Europe for a season and a half. Some fantastic goals, some fantastic laughs. Also, made you incredibly furious sometimes with silly <laughs> yeah. cards. Um, and the fun factor is never to be forgotten. But um, no, that, that ship, I think, for me has sailed, and I wouldn't like to see Morelos back at Rangers. Yeah, that, that's exactly that's exactly the, the phrase I feel about it as well, is that the ship has sailed and it's just, I can't ever remember recently, apart from maybe Alan McGregor and, and Stephen Davis, players that have left the club and come back in and, and been successes. Um, I'm just going to pull this comment uh, up by Paul McGarrigal because this is the most <laughs> typical Alfredo Morelos thing I've ever <laughs> heard in my life. And it's Buffalo's agent says he wants to try Russia. I'll tell you what, that was one thing I was not expecting to read tonight, but it, wow. it would not, it wouldn't surprise me if he ended up over there. Um, Kieran, you nearly caused a, a meltdown in the comment section last time we were talking about a, a player. I, I can't believe that it's six months that these two guys have left and we've had conversations about potentially I know. both of them returning. Um, but y- you were you were an advocate of Kent returning because of the, the lack of you know viable options in the wing at the time. Uh, do you feel the same about Alfredo Morelos? It's the same sort of situation, isn't it? Lack of viable options up front. It's crazy. Um, uh, I sit right in the fence with this one. It's a bit of a difficult one. And just going back on something you've just said there as well, Kyle, like, ask yourselves this. How many players leave Glasgow Rangers and better themselves? They go into better teams. They go into bigger things. Not many, really. You can probably you couldn't really bring them off the top of your head. And that's not a bad thing. Um, but... In, in terms of the point about Morelos, I'm going to play devil's advocate a wee bit here and say the Morelos that was terrible for us, would you rather have him up front than Dessers? I, I don't see. It's an entirely different situation, that, because he was, for me, chucked it towards the last six yeah. months of last yep. season, and, and that's a fact that's coming into my head. But if if you're talking about peak, you know, Thursday night Europa League Morelos, I mean, obviously the answer is you would have him in his squad, but I just don't think we'd be getting that guy back, Kieran. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's kind of where I stand on that side of it, that he down tools. It was after what was it, around about 50,000 a week, 40,000 a week. We're not paying Alfredo Morelos that. The guy that couldn't keep fit, couldn't keep out the nightclubs, just couldn't nail down a proper attitude. And for the whole of last season, he was overweight, right? We could clearly see that, right? It's his job to be fit. It was his job to score goals for us and be an athlete, and he wouldn't do his job for a year. Now, that's not good at all whatsoever. On the other hand... (laughs) <laughs> on the other hand it's a case of circumstance He, we really miss a shit house. <laughs> we miss someone up front with that attitude and yeah we are needing a, a striker badly we know he can score goals 
if there was a chance of getting him for six months on a cut price deal and not paying any money, and he's yeah. put on a plate for you, is it hard to say no? But again, playing devil's advocate here, if you're the board at Rangers, you've just brought in a new head of recruitment, all right? It's not a very good look for him when the fans are like, we need to sign Lawrence Shankland. <laughs> yeah. We don't pay the money and we bring in the guy that badly let us down last year. <laughs> yeah. It would be so typical of our board to do that. Yeah. Bring in the both of them, that's what I say. Ah. <laughs> uh, Listen, to be, that's a lot more measured than I thought you'd be. As I said, I, I generally thought you were going to come sliding, knee sliding onto this podcast tonight. Oh, God, I do love him. I do love that <laughs> Thursday night Alfredo. Um, a bit like Andy, turned up for the big games. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, but I, I'll, I'll be honest here. It's very reminiscent this situation of the January before we were on the Europa League run right to the final. We needed a striker in that window. Defoe had just left. Itton was still out on loan. Mm -hmm. um, and we tried to run the gauntlet with Ruth and Morelos and knew we were a Morelos injury away from disaster. And it sort of happened. It cost us Europa League. And I'll tell you, if we had went out and signed a striker that window, we would have won the league as well because we were still well within touching distance of them yeah. right up until, I'd say, April of that year. Um so we know it needs done. There's a very good chance of us still being within touching distance of Celtic going into the new year if we're not top. And I'll tell you, if we're top going into the new year, things are going to get a hell of a toxic over the other side of the city. We need to put the foot in the gas. We need to sign Lawrence Shanklin. Now, more important than anything we do, we can't go out and get Aaron Ramsey, Diallo and James Sands again because that just didn't work. <laughs> we need at least Lauren Shankland in this window. It doesn't matter what we pay, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, 100%. Listen, I think it's rare that there's, there's three podders on and all agreeing at the same thing, but uh, for me, the moment that I realised that we should definitely sign Lauren Shankland was when he, when he gave the finger to the Aberdeen supporters at the weekend. <laughs> so um, that's it. Um, give, him, give him whatever he wants in, uh, in my book. Um, look, Andy, we'll, we'll move on to the, the next sort of topic of conversation here. Uh, it's obviously Fashion Zakala gave a, an interview to Rangers Review today. A guy who, who wasn't everybody's favourite footballer, but he was very hard to, not to love off the pitch. Uh, a guy that I always thought did you know did his best and, and posted some pretty decent numbers. Okay, he wasn't the best technical footballer. And by the way, before anybody says it, no, we will not be talking about bringing him back um, tonight as well. Um, but yeah, there was a wee quote uh, that I just wanted to bring up if my laptop works here. Uh, he said... Um, when he's talking about Beale, he said he clearly showed me that I wasn't part of his plans without telling me anything. The time I received a call from Mick Beale was when he told me not to come to the training ground anymore. That was hard to take for me because I didn't do anything. Players leave clubs, but they're not told not to go to the training ground, not to be part of the team. Um, I, I know there's two sides to every story, but I don't know. I was just really disappointed in the way that he'd been treated. Um, Andy, how, how did you feel about the whole thing? I feel the same. From what I've read and heard today... Um doesn't show Michael Beale in the best of lights. Um, I, he's not in the best of lights in my eyes anyway, after the, the butchery job he done to us in the, in the summer, we all checked out. Um, <laughs> still, I, I might go off on a rant about Michael Beale, in fact. And somebody's, still <laughs> That's going to fine. To, somebody's still going to have to explain to me how he can watch a, a Celtic manager win a league with pace and wingers and buy slow central players. It, it, it's beyond belief anyway. That's I digress. Um <laughs> The way he treated Sakala, if all this is true, and there is two sides to every story, um, is, is shocking. He's a, he is a likeable guy. He divided the support as a footballer, I suppose. Um, there's definitely been better football players divided the Rangers support. And there's been better football players missed sitters in front of the Celtic goal as well. And he'd he done both yeah. of them. Um, but he also scored, <laughs> yeah. some, he done, um, he scored some important goals. He had a cracking goal up at um, Dundee United, I remember. Hat-trick at Motherwell. Two or three goals against Celtic. All good finishes. So there was a there was a player in there. His numbers were excellent. But more than that, in this scenario, he was a, a thoroughly likable guy, a thoroughly thoroughly likable chap. You know, with that with that smile. And um, I remember him saying he loved he loved his song and he was singing it himself and all the rest of it. That's all very very endearing to the Rangers support. But it means nothing. It means nothing on the on the Ibrox pitch. But he didn't offer nothing. He offered something. In my opinion, he definitely offered something, and that may have been a, 
financial outlet, i.e. he could have been sold for money, which he was, so I can understand that. But if it was handled in the manner that he says it was, and you've got no reason to disbelieve, disbelieve him. He seems like a thoroughly genuine young man, so mm-hmm. I don't disbelieve him at all. And if it was handled in the way he says... It's poor. It's a poor reflection on the way we were at the time and very, very disappointing in Michael Beale. I didn't think I could be more disappointed in my kind of opinion <laughs> of Michael Beale, but it turns out I can. It turns out I can. And if this is all proved to be true, not that it has to be proved to be true, it's, I'm taking it at face value. Very, very disappointed, Kyle. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah, I feel the same way about it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think four million quid for for fashion Zagala was a superb bit of business. But yeah, just to treat them that way, it's not for me. A um, couple of comments here, Kieran. Uh, one in particular that I'm going to get you to to react to as well. Uh, Sharpie Staunch here. Zagala was a loose cannon, but I pick him over Dessers and Lammers all day long. Um, I think that would be an interesting question. Um, that one there, and uh, Paul McGarrigal, an excellent point as always, he says, I think that it might be that the club didn't want fashion to get injured and scupper any possible sale. It, maybe there might be something in that, but it was the bit, I just felt so sad for him when he was talking about, you know, not even being able to say bye to, to Tav and, and Goldson, he had to do it over the phone, um, uh, and you know, and the fact that he wasn't, he was scoring goals in pre-season, but none of it was going up. That would maybe suggest they weren't too bothered about him getting injured. But yeah, do you think that it might have been a, a, a possible uh, a possible reason for it? Yeah, there's something strange went on there. Um, I, I do take Paul's point on board that they maybe try and avoid injury, but I can't see that when they're saying that he's like stuff wasn't been posted and there was no sort of um, head and shoulder shot um, taken of his picture of his image. Um, Things like that. Something there's there's been a conversation there with the media team to say like don't do this, don't do that. Almost like they were trying to force them out. But <laughs> for for me, for me with this whole situation, right? Regardless if it's a Cali, regardless if it's anyone that's ever played for Rangers, you need to t- treat people on a personal level. You can't be treating people like that in any walk of life or any work. So when we look at the wider picture, and I don't want to go on a big negative rant about Michael Beale, but when you sit back and you take the blue-coloured specs off and you look at it from a personal point of view, Michael Beale was holding himself round the Loudon and sitting in the director's box while the other guy was in the job trying to get his job. And then sort of how everything played out, how he left the club, the things that you hear um, about him being here previously as well, it just leaves a bit of a sour taste in your mouth and then this Sakala stuff comes along. Like, I loved Bill the first time around it and I was crying out to have him back when things weren't going right for Gio. But the way this whole thing's played out just does not shine him in a good light whatsoever. I thought we were going to get a real man-manager that was a football nut that knew football tactics and knew his coaching right down to the core and an elite coach. Yeah. But it was it's quite frankly the opposite and it's not painting him personally within a good light. And well played for fashion for speaking up and saying that because very rarely do you get players that, that want to put their head in the, the line and basically speak yeah. out about a previous manager there. So nah, never nice to hear. But I hope I hope Sakali's doing well. 
Yeah, I totally agree. He's a guy I'd certainly like to see back at Ibrox in the future. Not Maybe not in a playing capacity, but just to give him a proper farewell and just for the fans to show um, his appreci- their appreciation for him and, and, and what he did in a Rangers jersey. Because um, it was it was brilliant. I've seen Michael Moles at half-time at the weekend and yeah. I, I'd maybe not get quite the reception that, that Moles got, but you, you wouldn't imagine it would be too far uh, off it. But yeah, we need to... Yeah, just, I just don't like it when you hear things and, and people being incorrectly treated. Uh, Andy, the next uh, talking point is, it's no surprises, Rangers appealed Sifuentes' red card yesterday. Uh, it didn't take very long for the panel to to um, uh, uphold the ban. Um, at the time, you know, I thought it, I thought it was a very soft red card, uh, but... Ross, to his credit, did point out, listen, if that was a Rangers player on the receiving end of that, what would you think? And I was like, yeah, 100% red card. But um, how big an impact is that going to have? And, and do you agree with the decision not to, to overturn the red card? I kind of do agree with it. Um, now that I've seen it back at the time, I didn't see any issue with it. I didn't think anybody else seen any issue, issue with it at all. Um, but... As you see it back, you can I can understand why it was upheld and the red card stands. Does it pose an issue? Yes, for Sunday, obviously. Um, however, the wee chink of light in that was the presser that we've seen today from Clement, and not not ruling Ryan Jack out entirely. In fact, if you were to read between lines, which I suppose we do, um, saying that he nearly travelled but didn't travel, is that telling us that he will be there for Sunday? I think probably so. Yeah. I think probably so. It's ideal because Cifuentes isn't going to be there. So he slots straight in there beside John Lundstrom. Um, I think that's yeah. a no-brainer. And let's face it, it's a cup final against Aberdeen. Um, first silverware of the season. We seem to be on as much of an upward trajectory as we can be with the squad that we currently have. Um, yeah. So I think even an 80% fit Ryan Jack is going to be an asset on that pitch on Sunday. And I'm pinning all my hopes that um, I've got this right, that um, Clement has kind of gave us a wee peek behind the curtain, if you like, and saying that he was close to travelling but didn't means he's fit and, and ready to go for Hamden on Sunday. So as much as it is going to be a bit of an issue losing uh, C. Fuentes, if Jack's there, 80% fit, I'm more than happy with it, especially when, and we'll get to this, I'm quite sure, you'll have Hamden Scott right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, no, I can't wait to see Scott right back at Hamden again. Um, but yeah, Kieran, look, that brings me on to sort of a general point. I, I mentioned them earlier on, and I normally don't like talking about players after after still attached to other clubs. But as I said, this one plays for Aberdeen, and his name's been mentioned, and I and I don't care. So Connor Barron, the rumours seem to be picking up for that. Uh, as I said, Al, every preseason I think we are stacked in central midfield. We don't need anybody, but in there I'm always perplexed by people saying we need central midfielders and then look at it, we're down to the, the bones. Um, would you see Connor Barron as a guy that you would like to see at Rangers? You know, he fits the profile young Scottish, seems pretty good from a defensive side of view. You know, I've got a few, I've got a few pals uh, in Aberdeen who have said that you, he's he's similar to Ryan Jack in terms of the work that he does. Um, if some of these rumours are true, would you say that that was a good deal Rangers signing Conor Barron in a, in a pre-contract? Yeah, I will be really honest. As a player, I don't know too much about him, but from the outside looking in, he does tick all the boxes, homegrown talent, plenty of experience playing in the SPFL, Scotland under 21, um, a, a central midfielder, which we need, because you're going to have Ryan Jack out of contract. Um, likely, at the moment, we're going to have Lundstrom out of contract as well, so we are going to need reinforcements there. Sign him on a free. He's young. We've seen what's happened to another young Scottish midfielder that was at Aberdeen that we let slip through our fingers and he's absolutely tearing it up in Serie A right now. So, yeah, yeah, let's not make that mistake again. We've been over that in this podcast. Go and get him. Um, for, for me, like I say, if he's been linked with Rangers um, and it's been happening for a while and I know... I th- was it Reese was discussing it um, for him in the Scotland 21s? He had watched him and said, very good player. Um, he, he spoke very highly of him. So, yeah, everything I hear, it, it would be a good bit of business. I'd like to see us get that done. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. It's, I'm always keen for, for Rangers to get young Scottish talent. If it's not coming through the academy, 
Potrin's the best in, in the other parts of the league. And yeah, I think that, that uh, he, he would be a good signing. And she said, fit that European quota homegrown because we're, <laughs> we're going to need that because <laughs> I don't know how much Ryan Jack's got, got left in him, to be honest with you. Um, look, Andy, I'm going to ask you this. Um, it wasn't on my agenda, but I'm going to come to it seeing as uh, you've not really had a, a chance to, to wax lyrical about our man on loan from, from Brighton. Uh, he did say in his press conference earlier on that, you know, uh, really happy to be at Rangers, uh, really happy enjoying playing, playing his teammates. And I think, I don't know if he let it slip that he wants, he would like something to happen um, with Rangers in, in that press conference as well. But certainly, I felt like he... At this stage, he was more... Malik Tillman never gave us that, like, I want to sign for Rangers, I'll be happy to come here. What have you made of, of Sima's contribution to, this, to the season so far and, and those comments in the, in the press conference? It's been fantastic. There's no getting away from it. It's been absolutely fantastic. I can't remember who said it on Sunday evening in the podcast, but was it JB? I think it was JB said that he's witnessed possibly the worst 44 minutes in a Rangers trip. <laughs> Um, I don't yeah. think that's. I don't think before he banged it into the top corner, uh, just before half time in the playoff round. I don't think it was quite the worst performance Andy's ever seen in a Rangers strip, but it certainly wasn't far off it. But since then, he's he's been absolutely phenomenal. He offers he offers so much. And Kieran mentioned earlier on that he and I would be excited to see it as well to see Matondo, Sima, and Amakoslin kind of kind of front line if you like. I just worry though if you do put Sima through the middle and. You would lose. You would lose what you already have, and you have goals. Goals coming from that side. You've not had that in Ryan Kent for God knows how many years, really. Um, the numbers that the guys posting is fantastic. To answer your question about how refreshing it is to hear him say these things, it's fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic to hear him say that he would love to stay. He never said he would love to stay at Rangers. He would like to explore staying at Rangers. I suppose is the best yeah. way to put it. Now there will be conversations ongoing. Our very own Tommy has made that clear. I think he must have a wee bit of an inside track. Um, he keeps mentioning that we're in talks with Brighton, so I hope that I hope that's the case, and I hope something can be thrashed out. I don't know off the top of my head how long a contract he's got or how much money it would cost, etc., etc., etc. But as it stands now, the form that he's in, the money you would pay is. is you'd pay quite a lot of money for him, put it that way. You know, I've got all the hopes in the world that this will continue on. I see no reason for it not to continue on, but we have a crunch game tomorrow night. We have a cup final on Sunday. We have three league games, which will not be easy around Christmas, an old firm game at the end of the month. So these are all big games as well. This is possibly the first block of fixtures that we have with an informed seamer. So let's see what he does over the say, next six, seven games until the winter break. But as it stands... Get the checkbook out and sign him. Yeah, total, total agreement with you there. Uh, I, th- I think he's got one year left in his, his Brighton contract. They signed him for about seven million quid. So we'll see. You know, you know we've got a, a, an ex captain and an ex assistant manager that's uh, in charge of their uh, recruitment strategy down there at, at Brighton. So you never know. Hopefully he can do us a wee favour. Um, Kieran, look, the next question. Uh, I'll, I'll lead with is the question that, that, that we've asked in the podcast, the title of the podcast. Um, if you, depending on how good your answer is to this, you, you might be in the, the running for, for the Rangers manager's job uh, the next time the, the vacancy appears. But should Rangers prioritise the, the League Cup at the weekend over the Europa League? Or is the answer both? And how do we do that? Yes, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason I say that is leaving the ground after the dire Limassol game and how cold it was that night and how flat we were as a support. I was I was pretty down about that and just thought it was a complete disaster if we don't qualify for the Europa League, right? But it's everything that's happened since then. We've closed the gap. There's a chance of closing that gap further to two points. So now domestically, things become a lot more important. That league title becomes a lot more important and getting the Via Play Cup or the League Cup, whatever you want to call it, in the bag first time. You know the whole Mourinho theory, and I think Clement touched on it, about getting that first bit of silverware of the season? Well, this is it. We need to do it. And is it crazy to think, this is such a mixed bag of a game tomorrow night, that we could finish top of that group, we've got a chance to finish the top of the group, but it's a free hit almost. 
Fans yeah. aren't going to be angry if we drop into the conference. We're guaranteed European football next year. And I watched that West Ham game last year when they won the Conference League final, and I was thinking, what a, what a time we had in Seville at a European final. I would take that any day of the week. And this isn't me counting my chickens before they're hatched for a Conference <laughs> League final and win. This is <laughs> that it might not be that bad if we don't do so well tomorrow night. Look, People have got to sort of harp their expectations a wee bit and realise that we're threadbare. We're trying to keep players for the weekend. And Andy said, maybe we've had a wee peek behind the curtain with Ryan Jack that Clement's not going to come out and say, hello, we're going to play a weekend team against Real Betis. <laughs> no chance. But Clement might be saying to Ryan Jack, look, Sunday's more important. Stay behind. Keep rehabbing your injury. Keep working hard and make sure you're ready for the weekend. And quite frankly, I'm happy that we need to win this game on Sunday. Tomorrow night, like I say, people might not say it out loud because it's Glasgow Rangers and the expectations are that you win every game, regardless if it's Barcelona or Brecon that you're playing against. It's a free hit tomorrow night. Win, lose or draw, we're in European football past Christmas and we're in a title race. That's the most important thing. Again, are you bringing so much positivity to the podcast tonight, Kieran? It's, 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 <laughs> listen, that's it. You've got my vote, uh, if that means anything. Um, but yeah, look, Andy, I'll, I'll ask a, a very similar question to you. Kieran's, you know, picked up in some really, really fantastic points there. There is a huge bit of momentum, you know, behind Rangers now. I thought we'd got off to the absolute worst possible start coming back from from the international break. Two draws. One against a very poor Limassol team. Um, you know, I thought the team showed, you know, real good spirit. Clement spoke about it well on his post-match press conference. Uh, after the Dundee game, you know, they're together. They're fighting for everything. We're not panicking when we're going to go behind, uh, you know, to overcome a red card as well. Uh, you know, there's a bit of momentum behind this here. Is it, I mean... He's a football manager. I know we've said, should he prioritise the, the League Cup over the Europa League? Uh, and Kieran's described it as a bit of a free hit there. But uh, for me, it's, you know, three points and we, okay, we could we could win win the group. Uh, how how do Rangers, you know, do both, prioritise both with such, you know, a threadbare squad at the moment? I don't think we can. I, I, I simply don't think we can. I, I, well, obviously we can prioritise both. That can be done by preparing properly and things like that. But as it stands right now with the squad that we have, the injury list that we have, um, Ryan Jack being perhaps rested, um, Todd Cantwell with various issues. He stayed at home. We don't have Todd Cantwell tomorrow night. Um, Obviously, you want to go there and make a good account of yourself. But it is a free hit. Kieran's hit the nail right in the head. It's, It's a completely free hit. You want to go there and you want to win. Betis don't lose many games at home. It's going to be a hard game with a full squad. They don't they don't score a hell of a lot of goals, Betis, from what I've seen. Um, but yep. they can also hold Real Madrid to a one-all a one-all draw, you know? So there's these things, these things are mutually exclusive. But that's that just shows you tomorrow night we're going to not an easy place. It's going to be very, very difficult with a full squad. We don't have a full squad, we've got a threadbare squad tomorrow night. Now, he's not going to send a team onto that park to say, Don't bother trying, lads, you've got a game on Sunday. That won't happen. He will go out there and try and make a good account of themselves. I'm, I'm quite sure of that. But it is a free hit. And if we drop into the conference uh, league, then, then so be it. And before Kieran said there, which I was I was going to say, I watched the West Ham Cup final last year. And I, I would have thoroughly enjoyed to be involved in that. Thoroughly enjoyed it. This, the folks say it on Twitter and things like that. You see the, the conference leagues, a, a Diddy Cup and blah, blah, blah. No, it's not. It's a European trophy. There's some good teams in that. And there will be some good games between January and however long we progress in it, it's as simple as that. So I don't think it's a bad thing to drop into that. We're guaranteed European football after it. When it comes to Sunday, um, sorry, before I get to that, I've actually been kind of let down twice because I was under the impression up until about two hours ago that we had an early kickoff tomorrow night. So as much as you're thinking the last thing you want to prepare for a cup final against Aberdeen is a trip to Spain, but I'm thinking early kickoff, game's done at nine, they went in their own beds for half twelve, Everything should be fine. It's not. It's an eight o'clock kickoff. So you're talking the back of three in the morning time. They're home, so that's not yeah. ideal at all before a before a, a cup final. Obviously, but you've got to that old cliche. I always say cliches, but it doesn't make it untrue. Cup finals take care of themselves. They really, really do. They should not need to get up for that cup final. The momentum's building. 
They're all fighting for each other. We are a team now. As Kieran said, we've closed the gap, closed the gap on Celtic. We're getting to the, the winter break, so I'm quite sure the, the team talks will be along the lines of, listen, there's only six games left. Get through it all. Make a good account of yourselves and, and we'll reassess come the 2nd of January after we play Kilmarnock. And that's what they will do. I'm quite sure of that. So I think Sunday will take care of itself. Although, <laughs> head tells you, tomorrow night's going to be very difficult. In my heart, though, I'm just saying no more injuries. No more injuries. Yeah. No more injuries. Can I be honest as well? Are we completely confident that Prague are going to go to Limassol and get a win? Because I think no. that Aris Limassol don't get enough credit. I think they're a decent side. Better than what folk make them out to be. I think they made it very difficult for us at Ibrooks, And, of course, they ran a mock over a very poor Rangers side over there. And they held Betis. I'm sure Betis only went there and 1-2-1. It's a difficult place mm. to go and they're a half-decent side. So, in that sense, we could still get beat tomorrow and go through. Yeah, well, that, that that's exactly the thing. I mean, looking at the connotations of the group, it's uh, <laughs> as always with Rangers. I'm going to say it's straightforward, but it's never bloody straightforward, isn't it? Not. But if we win, we top the group. We go through. We don't have to play a team that drops down from the Champions League. If in both games they both draw, we're through because we have a well, we one point ahead. If if they if um. Prague draw and we lose, we still go finish second because because of that better head to head as well. So, you know, there's still a fair chance. I think that's a fair point. You know what it was like. You know, you heard all the players talking about how horrible it was playing over yeah. over in Cyprus and and uh, yeah, the, I think it's safe to say uh, the polite way of putting it is they do have quite a few mental players that are that play for them. Um, so you never know. Um, but but Kieran. Um, I just want to get your reaction. Andy sort of touched on it there. It was the main sort of talking point for me from that press conference that, that Todd Cantwell, uh, I mean, it's, it's not an injury. That's the only positive thing I can say about it. You know, if it's a family issue, you know, obviously our family takes precedent over everything. Um, you know, we wish him well and we hope everything's okay. But again, it's just news that I just feel that we didn't need to hear before um, before such a big game. Yeah, first and foremost, I hope everything goes well for him, whatever is going on with his personal circumstances at the moment. Um, and yeah, as we're so depleted, um, luckily for this one, we, we've got uh, Sifuentes available. So, more, more to the point, <laughs> it means he's not going to get injured, put it that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It just might be that we have to put up with Lammers and Dessers in the same pitch for 90 minutes. But yeah. you know what? We need to be using the full squad tomorrow night. We need to see guys getting chances that probably wouldn't usually get chances. That's the way I'm looking at it. And yeah, it's, he's my favourite player at Rangers. I've been on record and saying I think he's the best in Scotland that get clipped up by a Celtic fan who tuned into the podcast, which is... <laughs> Not something I tend to do for their side. So, yeah, um, <laughs> I've got that bookmark for the end of the season. So, don't worry if you're watching this one. Um, but, nah, it's one yeah. of these ones. Let's wait and see. Let's wait and see come Sunday. But for tomorrow night, it's a shame he misses it. But let's hope he's, he's there or thereabouts for Sunday and everything goes okay for him. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, I think so. I think that's the main point from that. Hopefully, you know, whatever it is that's going on or he's is resolved or he's in the right state of mind to to be able to to play on Sunday. Um Andy, in terms of looking at our opponents, Real Batiste, a couple of um facts that I was looking at before we came on. Um and I do, you can make of this of what you will. Uh, Paul McGarrigal here says, and I'll you'll see why I'm saying this tomorrow is just don't lose, <laughs> which I suppose is, is is keep it simple. But I never like players of any team going into a game and, and that being the bar. The bar has to be one, 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 one for me at, at all times. Um, but Batiste, they've got a pretty depleted squad. I think they've got six, what we would consider 
uh, first team players that are out for them. Uh, but the the sort of main affected changes for me is in their back five, including their goalkeeper. From that first game, uh, it's only uh, Pizella and Abner are the only two players that are going to feature there. The goal, so basically, effectively, they got a, a second choice goalkeeper, a second choice centre back, and a and a second choice fullback. How important is uh, Rangers play? going to be tomorrow and exploiting this and, and can you see the fullbacks really pushing on tomorrow or do you think Clement will adopt a, a bit more of a defensive style of play against them? I think it possibly will be more of a defensive style of play. Before we get there though, they've only, they've only got six players out. That's amateur. That's just amateur stuff. <laughs> six, six first team players out. That'd be smashing. That'd be excellent if we had that. Um Quite sure we've got more than that. No, it'll be more defensive tomorrow night. Probably, probably because we're away from home and it's against a, a Spanish European team. I would imagine they'll dominate a bit more possession than we're used to, I suppose. But it's interesting to hear you say there. I wasn't aware that they had any injury crisis or anything like that. But if they've got, yeah. full, if they've got fullbacks um, or second second choice fullbacks, if you like, then that mm-hmm. that kind of, does that bode well for Seaman McCausland, perhaps Matondo. Does that bode well for them, you know, to use our pace, to use our kind of assets? Uh, I mean, Gessler's as much as he will lead the line tomorrow night. There's absolutely no doubt about it. With Lavers sitting in the number 10, that's that's going to happen. We will get used to it. We've got 24 hours to, to get used to that. Um, it'll be fun watching it, I'm quite sure. But we're going to have to try and use use this, you know, use Sima, use his pace, use Matondo, use his pace, use McCausland. He's very exciting to watch. So if we can get up the park, which I'm sure we will, um, I'll not be backs against the wall or anything like that. We will be able to get up the park, and you're going to have to rely on Tav and his quality again, as usual. Um, I think we can certainly do something, but I think there will be a hell of a lot of times we have to do a lot of work off the ball. And it will be interesting, I suppose. Is this the first time Clement's played, perhaps, as a, an underdog in a, in a European away from home tie? I think it is. We went to Prague, of course, but bet it's yeah. slightly better than that, you would think. So interesting to see how he handles it really I suppose it's game 13 of his tenure as I say before he's he's done his okay so far he's got this squad playing better than I thought was possible so <laughs> next next test is next test is a, a European away game against a La Liga team and see how we go yeah that's that's it exactly and and Kieran you know Andy again touched on some of the points there um surely we have to be you know exploiting this that they are weakened defensively uh Andy as well said that you know that they they tend not to concede a lot of goals. They don't tend to can score a lot of goals. It was really weird hearing him earlier on when he talked about Real Madrid because I'm so used to this season that them being called Jude Bellingham's Real Madrid. Um, <laughs> but um, you know it's no mean feat to 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 hold them to to a draw at home. There was something I saw on Twitter, and it was that Rangers have never beaten Spanish opposition uh, away, which is a crazy, crazy, crazy stat. But you know how how do you how do you see Clement, you know, attacking and, and approaching that game tomorrow before we get into the lineup specifically? I think we will be looking to catch them on the counter attack in that sense. In my honest opinion, if we can avoid using Matondo too much and keep him for the weekend and play him off the left left with Seaman in my mid... Yeah, I can't even speak now. Why am I even on a podcast? <laughs> um, play Matondo off the left and Seaman through the, the middle at the weekend. I think that's got to be what we're looking forward to. But I'll be even more positive than I've been already on this podcast, right? Think back to your Europa League run. Am I right in saying we went away to Leon and what looked like a dead rubber and got a result when nobody thought we could and then we went on this crazy run in the Europa League? Yeah. Stranger things have happened. Stranger things have definitely happened. But looking at the team, would we be surprised if we went 3-5-2 the way we did in Prague? Because I felt like it worked. I did like the three at the back and we've not done it since. Three at the back, sit in, falls into a 5-3-2 or a 5-3-1-1, whatever way you want to look at it. I really wouldn't be surprised if he threw a curveball. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I'll be interested to see if there there is a back five tomorrow. Um, Paul here says, well, come on, possibly go with a back five tomorrow. Let's start going through what we think. Exactly, I know. Um, Are you Paul McGarrigal? Um, (laughs) But... uh, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. Will he play a back five? Who do you think the the who will be in the defence tomorrow for for Rangers, Andy? I kind of wrote it down before we came on. Um, 
uh, Kyle, and I never thought, I never actually gave it a second thought that they could play a back five. Never gave it a second thought, but it's a completely viable option, I suppose. But I'll go with what I've, I've written down. And it's <laughs> um, Butland, obviously, Tav, Goldson, Davies and Borna. That's what I've got as the, as, the, as the normal back four. I did say off camera to you that if he is thinking along the lines of perhaps using Sterling as a holding midfielder come Sunday, would he be... Could he drop Tav or arrest Tav tomorrow night and play him at right back for some game time? I suppose that's an option as well. Probably not going to happen. But I think my opinion is the back four will be Tav, Goldson, Davies and, and, and Borna. But the back five thing is now making me think, yeah. Well, yeah, it's interesting because I said that I'm really not sure who I've got in at that that 10 role. And maybe if you're you're taking you're you're playing a back five, you you don't need that 10 so much if you've got you know pace up and down the wings. But could you see him even playing Sterling in a back three, five, whatever you want to call it, Andy? Uh, possibly with an eye on Sunday. Um yeah. but I think it could be Goldson Suter and Davies. Davies. Did, did yeah. Davies, did Davies play left fullback? Yeah. Did, did, did Davies play yeah. fullback in that game? Was that in the practice? Yeah, he played in the left wing. Seema played left wing back that game. <laughs> yeah. Is that what? Is that what it was? I saw it was. Yeah. That's where I'm getting the confusion now. So he could he could play Sterling there, but I just I don't see him farting about with it for want of a better expression, you know. Then I just think it will it'll be the normal back four. I mean, as is it a must win game? Possibly not. Um, I just think with the, with the personnel available, I think he may just stick to the normal back four. Yeah, I think that's fair. For, for what it's worth, that, that's where I'm at it as well. Um, look, Kieran, we'll move on to the midfield. I think that's a certain, uh, well, it picks itself. But as I said, that sort of 8-10 role, where are you? You you having a back five? You having a back four? What What's your thoughts in, on, on that, the midfield and the defence? Regardless of it, I think you're going to get three central midfielders. You're going to get three in the middle. Um Back three, if it is, I think it picks itself. I do like that you say Sterling there. So do we look ahead again and bring Sterling in and rest the one that's going to play on Sunday? Um, or are we we're dead set that it's going to be Balogun who doesn't feature in the European squad? I don't know. I really don't know. If it's me, I'll go a back three, Suter, Goldson, Davis. Just because I did like it in Prague, I think we defended well that night, although at times it was Siege defending. Now, in the middle, right, I'm not a Lammers fan whatsoever. Right, It's, it's been pound for pound a really, really bad signing. Um, Sifuentes, Lundstrom, and I think something which Clement touched on when Matondo was coming back to injury, he went on about him playing as the second striker in that derby against Bruges. Maybe yeah. this is something we see. Who knows? We really don't know. I'm just expecting a curveball tomorrow night with so many options out and not much to to sort of use. He's, he's got to come up with something. The same way we spoke about the Asima being at left wing back. There's going to be yeah. a curveball in there somewhere, I think. Um, but nah, I, I don't know. The, the midfield, the centrals do pick themselves. Lundstrom, Sifuentes, and whoever it is in front, whether it is Lammers or Matondo, or does he deploy that at the weekend um, if Cantwell's out? Who knows? Who knows? But I do think the squad selection will be picked with an eye on Sunday. That's, that, that's fair comment as well there. Um, Andy, do, do you agree with that, that, that the squad will be, you know, at, well, Sunday will be kept in mind when Clement is picking a squad? And that is something, I think that's a really good comment you made there as well, Kieran. I never, ever, ever considered Matondo as somebody is sitting in that second striker, but... Yeah, he has said it a couple of times. I really don't know how I feel, you know, with that with that lineup. Um, but yeah, d- can you see that, Andy? Can you see him even Matondo starting as a ten? That's just because I I just don't want Lammers there personally, to be honest with you. I hadn't I hadn't even thought about it till Kieran mentioned <laughs> it, but, but I have written down here it's very important to keep Lammers away from the football pitch. So there is a, there is a there is, there is, I suppose there could be some credence in that. I think, um, I think it will be Lundstrom, Seafrontes, and Lammers. I think, I think it will be whether that's get one eye on Sunday, probably not. I think we're going to have to get used to it tomorrow night, Lundstrom, Seafrontes, and Lammers. And I think the, the front will be Seema, Dessers, and McCausland. I just, I, I don't know whether Betis away is the place to fart about again with, with Matondo as a number 10. You know, it could be done. 
<laughs> curveballs can, can happen. I just don't see I don't see that happening. I think more it'll be more along the lines of Lammers in the number 10 role, if you like. Seaman McCausland with Dessers in the number nine. And if Matondo does feature, it will be somewhere for either Seema or for, for McCausland. I, I can't really see anything else happening. There might be a curveball as it stands right now. I see it being a pretty run in the mill team selection, pretty run in the mill game, and move on to mm-hmm. Sunday. And I'd be happy with that, to be honest. And and that's it. And, and before we move on and, and I get score predictions off the period, Kieran, I'm just going to ask you as well, is that your sort of front three as well, that McCausland, Des or Seymour, or have you got even more curveballs to throw at us there for that one? <laughs> nah, I'm on board with what Andy said. I very much expect to see that. But I'd like to see a curveball, but Andy's bang on the money. You don't go and faff about and bet. It's, you, listen, you go you go and see what you can get within the hour, and if it looks like you're on for a draw with your normal run-of-the-mill team, then you're taking that, and you're going to try and hold on to it before looking towards Sunday. But, yeah, I, I think substitutions especially will be will be made with an eye on Sunday, depending on how the game goes at that moment. But Clermont is magic, and I have my full trust in him. Oh, there we go. We've said that about a previous manager as well. He he might have had a song about him as well. Listen, I'm fully in love and ready to be heartbroken all over again. But nah, I've got a good feeling about Clement. I really like him. Oh no, I I know you're ready to be heartbroken again. You're wanting Kent Morelos back at the club, so. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, no, I I totally agree. I I don't think there'll be too many surprises as, as we sort of touched on. I think the squad largely picks itself. It'll be interesting to see how much is or who's playing in that sort of ten position. I think it will be Lammers. I'm not a particularly huge fan of that. Um, but yeah, I think I think we'll you know we'll ask guys to go to the well. I think we'll see Roof featuring for like 30 minutes for, for the longest that he's featured at any point um this weekend but but I don't know something's telling me that we're just going to get a wee result over there get a draw and and I think I mean is you I never I never look at it as a free hit because I want us to be in the next round of the the Europa League because I I think um, it's fair to say I think we all uh, enjoy Europa League Thursdays uh, on here don't get me wrong, you know, not turning my nose up at the Conference League, but I definitely would rather stay in the Europa League. Um, but yeah, look, before we finish and, and wrap the pod up, Andy, I'll come to you first. Are you feeling the same as me, despite that we've <laughs> we've never won against Spanish opposition in Spain in a competitive match? Do you think Rangers will get a result? Do you think they'll get a draw? Do you think we'll go through? I think we'll get a, I think we'll get a result. I, I don't think, I'm hoping, I, I can see a wee 1-1 or something like that happening. I don't see it being nil-nil. Um, I think we will concede and, and we'll probably score as well, I think. but So I'm going to say 1-1. One, one. However, what I will say, and I meant to say earlier, if we do go out tomorrow night and lose by the odd goal in three or the odd goal in five or whatever it may be, it does not It does not take away the momentum we've already gained. It really doesn't. I don't think that that will happen tomorrow night. A win helps it. Absolutely helps it. A win or a draw tomorrow night completely helps the momentum. But a narrow defeat, it doesn't, it doesn't deflect away from it at all and we'll get right back on track on Sunday. I'm, I'm quite sure of that. But as it stands right now, I'm going to go 1-1. Yeah, I, I agreed. I, I, that's where I am with it as well. I, I'll take a take a 1-1 right now as well. Kieran, are you, are you feeling the same? Yeah, I'm going 1-1. I'm going for a draw in both games tomorrow, actually. I just don't feel that Prague can go there and get a result. I'm confident of that. Um, but yeah, I, th- I, th- I think we can scrape a draw. I think we can go for a... Steve's defending, heart in the mouth type of 90 minutes where Butlin's pulling off save after save. That's the way I'm seeing it tomorrow night. It's be a turgid watch, but I, I, I definitely think we've got a draw in us against Betis. Listen, we're the number one seeds in this group. Betis aren't. We need to go out and prove that why we're in that spot. Yeah, 100%. It's, you know, I think I'll end that my final note in the, in the podcast there. That's I don't think I would be as confident as what I am right now of us getting a draw result over there if we did not have Butland in goals because I've just been so impressed. Even at the weekend when he just had a cut like that save in the first couple of minutes was was just outstanding. So I, I, that's how much of a difference maker I think he is at the minute. If he has a a good a good uh, game tomorrow, then I, I think we're we're in with a chance. But listen, we'll see what Rangers turn up tomorrow. But uh, thank you to everybody for for watching, joining, listening, and interacting with us. Thank you, Andy, for for joining. It was good seeing you tonight. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's such an exciting time. There's six or seven games left till the break. Christmas is coming up. It's we've got a bit of momentum. 
Um, we've closed yeah. the gap. It's it's fantastic to be a Rangers supporter at the moment, and let's hope that continues till at least Monday. That's it, exactly. And uh, nice to see you supporting Ross McCausland there. Uh, we are we always, are here on that as quality. And uh, Kieran, it's been a pleasure as always. Um, before you go, I just want to say all the TII team are wishing you the best for for Monday. And uh, I hope hopefully um, the your uh, the young one doesn't arrive at, at three o'clock on Sunday. <laughs> I know. Oh God! I'm, I, need, I need to make sure my wife's at a year shop before I see anything out of order. <laughs> Have you made contingency plans? <laughs> Ah no, like I've I ruled this one out right away. That like if a ticket comes along, I'll not be going. So who knows? <laughs> I'm not making any promises. But nah, I'm excited. Um, just big few weeks ahead, baby Rangers, Christmas, everything. So yeah, we're all in a good place just now. But absolute pleasure to be on here as always. Perfect, and uh, we will be back tomorrow night. I can't quite remember off the top of my head who's doing the show, but there'll be a, a review of the Batiste game. But as always, just want to say thanks to everybody for tuning in, interacting uh, and joining us. Take care, and we'll see you all soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.